Hello and welcome back to another episode of Holistic Healers. Before we get into it, as always, I just want to thank you all for consistently listening, um, continuously supporting the show. So great to have you all here again. And if you're new, welcome to the show. So glad to have you joining this uh, discussion of anything health and wellness related. As always, if you have any recommendations, have any topics that you want to hear about or people you want me to speak to, let me know. Send them over my way. I'd love to have a discussion or create an episode that best serves you. So for today's, I wanted to talk about kind of alternative medicine, but you know, when we're exploring new avenues of alternative medicine, one of the discussions that come up is Mineral. So I don't really like to say it's alternative medicine. I think it's something that's very common that we just don't learn about as much, especially if you're not even in the psychology world. So for today, I wanted to really do a deep dive into better understanding what are minerals, why should we even care about these things, and how can we better incorporate them into our lives? Because um, the b- better we understand it, the better we are, I guess, ingesting this, um, the better we will feel and hopefully think and feel. So since I'm not a medical doctor or a psychologist, I can't be giving medical advice for minerals. Um, but I have posted about this topic before on my Instagram. So if you've seen it or if that's a reason why you're listening today, great. Um, but I I want to do this topic a little more justice than I have and really have someone on who knows who knows a lot <laughs> about this um, because they are so important to our health and our overall well-being. So today I invited on a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner a kinesiologist and a mindset coach. She specializes in minerals. So this is, again, the reason why I wanted to have her on so she can share all the great things about these. She is also the founder of Fit and Vibrant Coaching Programs, the owner of Ascend Fitness and Lifestyle, a holistic health coaching studio, and the host of the Fit and Vibrant You podcast. So fellow podcasters, um, so through functional lab testing, she helps her clients live fitter, feel healthier, and just be, you know, their most authentic self, which is kind of what we're all trying to um, guide to or uh, get to, I guess. So without further ado, I would like to welcome Tanya Shaw to the Holistic Healers podcast. Welcome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Why don't you start off telling us a little about yourself and what you do? Um, I do a lot like (laughs) yourself, actually. Uh, I'm a functional diagnostic nutrition nutrition practitioner, a health and wellness coach. I own locally here in Chilliwack, British Columbia, where I live, a personal training studio, a holistic personal training studio. And then outside of that, I coach mostly women um, over the age of 50 or midlife and beyond And it started really about getting women to get to their happy, healthy body weight naturally, permanently without all that diet obsession. A lot of that started from my own journey and also just seeing that there was a big gap in the health and wellness side of things where we knew all this information, but we weren't doing it. We were not able to stay consistent, get consistent, 
or we could never be consistent without always white knuckling it and really being on like there was some 21 day plan or, you know, we were either really good or really off. And I just knew that there was a gap and I want to fill that gap. And I did that for, I'm still doing that. Um, but what happened is I noticed there was a bit of a roadblock where a lot of my clients would get just amazing results and they would lose their weight and they'd feel amazing. And for some, they would feel a lot better mindset wise. They maybe eat a piece of food, but then they still weren't getting the results they wanted. And I wanted to really look under the cover and to see what was going on. I didn't want to just to guess and like, oh, it sounds like this, or it sounds like, but I wanted to actually get data and to say, okay, what, why are you kind of doing everything right? Which is obviously not doing everything right, but, you know, seemingly doing everything right or everything we've been told, but you're not getting results. And then a lot of our clients too, and clients too were experiencing with things like just overall fatigue that wasn't really helped by the general eating better, exercising, getting more sleep or digestive issues. And there was just all these things that were going on that I really wanted to get to the, the root of. So um, that's why I pursued my education with the Functional Diagnostic Nutrition Practitioner Program. And in that program, we look at the whole body more from a systems approach and we don't look at anything specifically. We look at the whole body non-specifically. And what we do is we look for healing opportunities and we look at hormones, immune function, digestion, detoxification, energy production, nervous system, oxidative stress, and we look for healing opportunities. And then we coach up the body and we get rid of the things that are getting in the way. And honestly, we a lot of it is just getting out of the body's own way because the body is really good at healing. We just sometimes have to give it the support and then just stop getting in the way of, of it's doing its job. So I've been doing that now and I absolutely love it. So I really do combine that, the brain science, the mindset piece with a lot more of the specific protocols to help my clients get to their goals. And it's pretty individuals, you know, it was just weight loss, but now it's a lot of different things. And it's just really, really quite fascinating. Wow. I feel like it's always like there's always some sort of like, oh, it's it's weight loss or it's fatigue, but it's always something deeper. And I don't it, think a lot of people realize that it is. And and it, for weight loss, too, I mean, for a lot of people, there's so much that gets in the way. And sometimes it is the mindset piece and there's deeper limiting beliefs and there's fears and there's past traumas and there's you know, the what ifs, or can I keep this up or perfectionism? And there's all these limiting beliefs that get in the way of us sticking to any sort of plan. Um, and then there's also the physical side of things that get in the way. So there is so, so much. I like to think of weight loss, if that's your goal, is to be the natural consequence of your body functioning well and, and you taking care of yourself. But what that looks like is going to be different from each individual person and what taking your care of yourself might be different too. So sometimes it's nourishing your body. Sometimes it's resting your body. Sometimes it's helping your body feel safe because that could be a big reason why we go to food because we don't feel safe with in our body or safe with our emotions. And it's, there's a lot to it. It's not just like lack of willpower. Yeah. Which is like what everyone says. It's like, oh, you're just lazy. Or you're not doing enough. Like you need to be doing this. <laughs> We have this perception and the more and more I see the human body and, and understand what, like, what it takes to lose weight. I mean, there, there is that for sure. Sometimes like we gotta be honest with ourselves too. Sometimes we're like, I'm actually just not doing the work. And, and for, because of that, that, that might be reasons why you're not doing the work too. Again, maybe it is some deeper rooted fears or, you know, we are always putting other people's needs first because sometimes we're afraid to take care of ourselves. We are, don't want to really try because if we really tried and we failed, then, then what does it mean? So things like that. 
But um, often it's like, we think that we need to push harder and push harder and do more and do more. And especially in midlife and beyond, that does not do our bodies justice. It's counterproductive. We often need to just nurture and rest um, so that we can start to actually feel good and regain our energy and get our metabolism back up again. And the chronic dieting really wrecks havoc on the body. Ah, well, like we were just talking about too, like when there's this narrative of like, you need to be working hard and doing all this stuff, but it's like, well, sometimes like sleep and rest is the best thing for the body. And it's so like, I don't know, that also hasn't really been talked about a lot either. A hundred percent. And I think it is starting to become talked about more. However, you could be prioritizing that. And then you look at Instagram or social media, and then you see the, you know, the 40 year old or the 50 year old who's ripped at the gym and lifting heavy and doing the sprint training and the hit training. And you're like, ah, you get that all of a sudden that, you know, that comparison mode. You know, one thing that's really helped me is to actually look at the labs and to see what's actually happening from a hormonal perspective, because then you can't just look at things theoretically anymore. You're like, oh, actually my cortisol is very, very elevated or there is some dysregulation, or I'm actually not producing enough estrogen progesterone, or you're, you, or maybe I am having some gut dysfunction. And so when you know these things and you see the things, it becomes so much more real versus things like, oh yeah, yeah, I know I'm supposed to rest, but, but you know, like it's, it's so hard sometimes. I think that looking at it on paper can be really helpful to see what the consequence of your lifestyle habits are. And it's not just the exercise. I mean, it's also our brains that just are nonstop. Sometimes we're always thinking about the next thing and planning the next thing and thinking about the past. And, and whether you or not, you have a very like full life like yourself, or you are retired. Sometimes our brain is just the thing that's keeping us stuck in this pattern of just not being able to rest, rest, because we're always thinking about the next thing. There's definitely like you were talking about earlier with like limiting beliefs like there is a big mental health component to our physical health that I think also is being talked about a little more but not to the extent we need it to be a huge part and vice versa too which is big and that's something that is I tread cautiously because there are people with different beliefs and and there is no sweeping statement that you know all mental illnesses because of this one thing or you know, but there is obviously like there's trends between gut health and mental illness or or depression. I see it with our hormones. I see it. We're going to talk about, about uh, minerals as well. You see mineral imbalances and sometimes it's hard to know which causes which, but your body, like when you think about that, we need hormones and neurotransmitters um, to feel a certain way. And if you're not getting the things that you need to create those chemicals, then it becomes a physical side, side of things. It's not just something that you're make, making up. And so physical health is really important. There are so many um, people I know personally who have overcome depression or uh, been able to manage the depression through physical exercise mm-hmm. and just taking care of themselves. So I think it goes both ways. And like I said, I want to be very respectful because there is always you know, that one case or it's not that I'm not saying that everything can be just, just health and wellness. There's no need for medications or medications are wrong or anything like that. I think, I think all of it needs to be looked at from a very holistic way. 
Yeah. So because I've never heard of your like job description before, mm-hmm. like the, the uh, advanced kind of degree that you have. So can you talk a little about what it is? I know you gave a little description about it, but how does it differ from just like a regular like practitioner or like nurse? Is it a nurse practitioner or? Okay. No, it's still the functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. And I mean, there are different fe- functional medicine you know, clinicians who might operate in the same way. And the whole functional medicine space in general, ideally, and there are, of course, like a spectrum of different um, practitioners, look at the whole body from a systems approach and look at the whole body holistically. So for example, I have a client right now who has um, dealing with skin issues and lots of just chronic acne and oily skin and actually lots of digestive, digestive issues as well. And in a medical, like the conventional medicine, she was given birth control to help with her acne and it did help a little bit, but that is looking at more of a band-aid approach. It's not that she's having acne because she is deficient in her birth control. It's that there are other things that are going on. So I look at the entire body and I look at all of the systems and support everything to coach the body up to be more of a healing process. I don't treat, I don't diagnose, I don't treat anything specifically. If you come to me when you have like, well, I have a low thyroid. Um, I don't say, well, here's the thyroid protocol. We still look at everything because a lot of times people are struggling with hypothyroidism is the most common because of gut issues or liver issues or adrenal issues. And so we look at, again, everything and then create a protocol. The other thing that is a bit different here is we really focus on the lifestyle piece because a lot of times in the functional medicine space, or if you go see your naturopath, instead of getting a prescription medication, you just get a supplement now. And so it's almost like the same thing of that allopathic care where it's like, well, this is the symptom. Here's a, here's a solution. Here's a bandaid. Um, and, and those things can help. Maybe they're a step in the right direction from, you know, what you might've done in the past, but you're not addressing the whole lifestyle piece. And that's huge. And that takes more time. It takes more time to do the whole lifestyle piece. For example, if you have cortisol dysregulation, you might be given that an adaptogen like ashwagandha, which could be helpful, but why are you having cortisol dysregulation in the first place? Is it because you are chronically stressed out? Is it because you're not feeling your body properly? Is it because your blood sugar levels are all over the place? So looking at everything and trying to coach up. And the other thing too, is we see, we often talk a lot about trying to find the root cause. And I think it could be helpful to some degree, but at some point the root cause can be so far downstream that doesn't even matter anymore because one thing leads to the next thing leads to the next thing. Mm-hmm. So again, it's again, treating the whole body non-specifically and supporting all of the systems because we think of the body almost like a bank account too. And when you're young, you have a pretty full bank account and that's why you can get away with lots of things when you're like, while you're young and you can get away with the sleepless nights and you can get away with, you know, running. I mean, even what you're doing right now, like I was like, your body might be really resilient and just, I'm sure you're doing lots of self-care practices, but you're, <laughs> you are with doing some withdrawals and it's not until usually it's perimenopause and menopause that we start to notice the symptoms of all of our lifestyle <laughs> habits that we had for so many years. But when the body's bank account is full, so when you're giving it a lot of um, you know, support, then the body gets to decide where it's going to spend that extra, like the abundance of the money or whatever you want to call it. So sometimes, it, so the body will know where to um, put that and where to heal. 
I just think, oh, I think this is a good time. I am doing grad school because I have all my money or like all my energy. <laughs> it's just, yeah. like, I'll see it later. I'll see all the impacts later, but it's fine. It, yeah. Well, you will, you, your body is amazing. Um, she's incredible and just the best, do the best you can to nurture her. And then just yeah. know that when, when you're done or just like you know, and building your practice, like it never stops, right? Like the, the next thing now is building the practice. That's this new course you want to take. It's just like, because <laughs> It yeah. keeps going and going. Um, so as long as we keep also putting the deposits in the bank account, that's an important part because then we're going to have more of the more resiliency. Yeah. But I think that's because uh, I've been to some that client. Let me back it up. So the client that you were just describing that you have um, on some earlier episodes, I that sounded exactly like me because I started off with the chronic acne. I had mm -hmm. put on multiple different types of birth control, which is a whole other separate issue. Mm -hmm. um, and then kind of on my own, I was like, I need to like stop spending money on this thing. I need to figure out what's going on. I had a ton of anxiety and mm -hmm. mental health was out of whack. And I went to a natural path and Although kind of like what you were saying, they're like, here's some supplements, go try it. Um, they did some of that functional lab testing that you did or that you do. And mm -hmm. it was so helpful to see because I was like, oh, there's gut issues. I need to work on my nutrition. Mm -hmm. I need to have regular exercise because now when I don't exercise, I feel it like in my body and mentally. And so I'm like, this, this just needs to be approached from any doctor whether you are a holistic doctor or a practitioner or whatever you are it needs to be approached like this in general so I'm glad that you have that client or have her I'm like yeah, yeah I know it would be wonderful if everyone had was able to do that but that's not how our healthcare system is set up um, currently so if you can invest in yourself and you have the budget I think it's really worth it to look at things in that department and also I mean, there's so much information too on like online now. And, and yes, there's lots of bad information, but I think it's also great that we can start to just see and what else is out there and be exposed to different things too. But it's amazing how, how little is discussed in sometimes in conventional medicine. And like, I love my doctor as well. Don't get me wrong. Like it's, I love my naturopath. I love my functional medicine doctor. I love my regular doctorate. There's a need for all of them. And I'm absolutely not anti pharmaceuticals. I think there's a huge need for pharmaceuticals. And I know sometimes it's so easy to like say, oh, it was big pharma and you know, it's all bad, but like they're actually really out there saving lives and and it's okay that they'll sometimes we're so upset that they make money, but of course it's, like, it's, it's a business and we want them to continue to create, you know, medicines that are going to be life-saving. Um, but for some things, it's just not the best approach. And that was one example with the birth control or Another client was having hot flashes and bloating and was given antidepressants for that. And it's like, but that's not what she needed. That's, it's, it's not a deficiency in antidepressants that she, is why she's bloating and she's not sleeping well. There's other things that are going on and to take the time to step back and to ask yourself like, well, why is this actually happening? And then recognize that there is no quick fix. And this is the tough part too. Like, and, and sometimes it is great to take some supplements or, or even to take, or take medication to give yourself a little bit of relief care as well, to, to get to feel a little bit better. Can you feel a little bit better than you might want to have more energy to take care of yourself? And those kind of things can be really helpful too. So there is no, like, I'm, I'm definitely not, you know, all over here, my way or the highway, or um, there's a, no black or white way of looking at this is just really looking at health on the full spectrum and, and 
what works for you really. Mm -hmm. And I think it just shows how attuned you are to your patients and your clients, because it's like, Mm -hmm. if you were so, I don't want to say close-minded, but if you're like no big pharma, then it's just like, well, there are people out there who actually really need it. And it would do them a disservice if you weren't doing that. A hundred percent. Like a really good friend of mine, um, she does lots of very, very out there holistic <laughs> practices. Yes. And she's on uh Vivance. And that has it's like it's like it's it's not either or, it's an and. And I think if we can start to look at things that way and recognize that there's lots of tools in our toolbox and we get it just to choose which ones, but then use them more wisely. And sometimes especially with, with, um, pharmaceuticals or allopathic care, like supplements, we, it's almost like you're drowning and you just need someone to throw your life jacket so you can mm-hmm. stay afloat so you can swim across the river. I mean, we need that sometimes. And that's an absolutely um, blessing that we're, we have the, uh, ability to have that. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of shifting gears. Cause I knew we were going <laughs> to talk about minerals. Yes. Um, I, I, I know I talked to you about this before the show started, but there are a few posts that I posted a little while ago about minerals. And it's just kind of stuff that I had read about, like research I've seen about it, um, some books I've read about it. However, I'm not a medical professional. I am a graduate student in psychology, and um, I wanted to bring someone on who knew their stuff about minerals. So I wanted to have this episode today to kind of give minerals the justice it deserves almost. Um, so yeah, let's let's just do a deep dive. What are minerals? Why should we care about them? Exactly. We'll start there. Uh, first of all, back up though. I'm not a medical professional. Prof- yeah. Professional. I am a health coach, yeah. um, functional diagnostic research practitioner. Um, not a. Yeah. Just, just want to clarify that. Yeah. Um, I can't. So, I'm not a medical professional, so I, <laughs> I had to say that. So minerals are amazing, and honestly, I'm like on the newer end to learning. And when I have done the tests on my clients and learning about the minerals and seeing what they do and also the results of when you get your minerals back in balance. I'm just so excited, so excited that we can have this thing that's relatively easy to get. I mean, you can get minerals from the foods. There's external supplements you can take. You can take them transdermally um, that really make a big impact in your body. So minerals are like the spark plugs of your body. And they're needed for the entire body to run. So they make up enzymes, um, cofactors, facilitators, inhibitors of enzymes, um, sometimes also the enzymes themselves. They are involved in virtually every single enzymatic reaction in the body. And so their availability, the usability is going to determine how the body runs and your experience in health and your experience in life. Um, for example, copper is important for the electron transport chain. So sometimes having low copper availability can cause fatigue. Um, zinc and sodium are important for the production of stomach acid. Um, so sometimes when we see low stomach acid, and that is very, very, very common uh, to see low stomach acid because of stress and other things too. Um, sometimes it's because of mineral deficiency there. Uh, we all know that calcium is important for healthy bones, but it's not just calcium itself. It's having the calcium in the right place, which is also required to have some boron, some magnesium as well for that in vitamin K2. Um, so, I mean, magnesium is important for cellular meta- uh, metabolism. 
It's important for uh, regulating sugar metabolism, helps clear insulin in the blood, um, important for energy production. Uh, we talked about sodium already, which is important for um, the production of hydrochloric acid. We have potassium, which is important for blood sugar regulation. Um, and the list goes on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Um, then the other thing, and actually I was listening to a podcast recently by Chris, Chris Kresser. He was a guest on the Ancient Health podcast. I'm not sure if you listened to that one, but it's one of the ones I like to listen to. But he did this big, um, big podcast as well about minerals and listed out, I don't remember off the top of my head, but the amount of deficiency that we are in but both vitamins and minerals. And it is across the board. As a population, we are chronically deficient in minerals. And so paying attention to your mineral intake can be really important. And so that's what minerals are. Um, now, it's very easy, like regular testing and stuff like that. We just wonder, are we high or are we low? Like, are we low in magnesium? Are we low in sodium? And there are different ways to look at that. But I don't just look at the absolute value of where you are. We also look at minerals in relationship to each other. And that's really important because, for example, um, like the sodium to potassium ratio is going to means, you know, something and then, uh, calcium to magnesium and calcium to potassium, all those ratios are, are meaningful. And so we look at those as well. Okay. Um, kind of going back to what you were saying a little earlier when you were introducing kind of all the different minerals, Mm -hmm. um, and that podcast you were listening to, why Mm -hmm. do do you have any suspicion as to why, um, our society in general is depleted in our minerals. Yeah. So partly it's because of the soil that we're, our vegetables and our foods are being grown in. Like that's one thing uh, that's been huge for that. And lots of the pesticides and things that are being put on the foods is going to alter the soil and that is going to alter the production of the minerals themselves. Another part too, is our digestion and our ability to actually absorb the minerals um, is not always so great. Uh, a lot of people struggle with digestion like and low stomach acid. So that makes a big difference. And that's why sometimes even taking minerals orally isn't going to be helpful. And then another reason is in general, we're just not eating a wide variety of fruits and vegetables and, and we eat a lot of processed foods and processed foods. Sometimes they're fortified with vitamins and minerals, but those vitamins and minerals are not very bioavailable. And then we're just not eating our greens and our liver and all the things that we're supposed to be eating. My cat's going to come and <laughs> laugh. If she gets too loud, I can take her away, but she's just oh, that's kettle for a little bit. Join the show. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, that's such a good point too. Uh, I've talked to some other people who have mentioned kind of the same thing and I don't, it, it just seems like we is there anything we can do about that? Because I feel like, you know, if you're not a farmer, you're not, you know, part of that world, it's unless you're growing stuff on your own, like what, what can we do about it? I think, I mean, and this is what I learned from that podcast as well. I think the biggest things is going to be more from a government perspective and more of the laws and legislations to help with soil and to help with help there. And we can absolutely on our own eat just better food and we can eat a wide variety of whole foods will be a step in the right direction. Improving our digestion will be a step in the right direction. And I do think that for most of us, we do need a supplement in vitamins and minerals and minerals, and especially just to get what we actually, our body actually needs. 
And also like given the RDA, like the recommended daily allowance for these minerals are not optimal. They're like just enough, but to, to survive, but not necessarily to thrive. So those are things that we can absolutely do. I mean, you can absolutely buy organic food. Organic doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be higher in nutrition content, but at least you're not going to have the pesticides and the toxins, or at least you can have less of that load as well. You could buy local. That's going to be helpful as well. You know, when you have food and they're being shipped across, like I know from New Zealand to Canada, and um, you're going to lose a lot of the, the uh, nutrition there as well. So buying things that are local or flash frozen can be really helpful too. Sometimes we have this idea that frozen vegetables are not good, but for one, they are super convenient, like super convenient. And then also because they're frozen right away, they actually can preserve some of the minerals as well. Yeah, those are really uh, great points. I, I, I mean, maybe you've kind of already answered this, but is is eating food like naturally or getting these vi- or these minerals from supplements? I guess, do we prefer getting them from food? Always, um, <laughs> always preparing them for root from food, which is sometimes it's just really hard to get enough. And it depends on what I see when I, when I do testing as well. Like I always recommend like certain amounts and I recommend all the, like let's up the food forms of them, but it, you just never really know what you're getting in the foods as well. And for most people, it's sometimes it's just really hard to get that much, especially if they have poor digestion and are not going through things. A lot of the minerals actually are, can be really great, like magnesium, potassium, um, you can, even like boron is another example, you can take it through the skin as well, which is nice. So you can actually bypass the digestive system. So I don't necessarily recommend just for everyone just to take a supplement, like just something that you buy at, you know, the, the grocery store or anything like that. Um, I think it's really helpful to see where you're at, but I mean, even if you don't do testing, I think taking something can be, can be helpful. Um, the one thing with supplements, though, there are different forms of the minerals that are more bioavailable, and that's something to consider as well. Um, you know which which form, because a lot of the less expensive, and I mean, you kind of do get what you pay for. Um, not necessarily you have to buy like super super expensive vitamins, minerals, but there are some things that are just not as effective in because you're not absorbing it properly. You're just letting it pass through your digest your digestive system. Okay. Okay. Is there like, and maybe this is different for each mineral because um, it can cause kind of different symptoms, but is there symptoms that we should be look, like looking out for if we aren't doing functional testing and we can be like, oh, I'm definitely like feeling a little more fatigue. So it's this mineral or is there anything like yeah. that you can know? Yeah. I mean, there's something, certain things like, for example, if you are like really high stress, like you, you're always stressed out, um, you're probably going to be deficient in magnesium and potassium is my guess. And vitamin C is going to be really important for the adrenals as well. If you are struggling with stomach acid, probably zinc and sodium are going to be good ones for you. Um, fatigue, the vitamin Bs are so important, like so important. And with the water soluble vitamins, which are B and C, it matters a little bit less if you take a bit extra too, because you just pee it out. Um, for example, like B12, sometimes some supplements are quite high in B12, but we're also so def- mostly deficient in B12. So mm-hmm. anything extra will just be peed out there. Okay. And what about like lifestyle stuff? Like, is there things like, I would imagine stress management is a huge thing to help like huge. not our minerals, but is there anything in addition to that? Or can you speak to stress management? Yeah. So stress management is... <laughs> 
so big. I know and it's so big. And I don't even like, like, I don't like the word. I feel like we're just like, it's like, ah, oh, so boring talking about stress management, but it's so important. It's so important because when your body is stressed out, you're not absorbing food as much. You're not absorbing the minerals. You're not producing stomach acid. I mean, simply when we're, when we think about um, digestion and you might know, know, but like the parasympathetic, well, you know, parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system, the sympathetic nervous system is our kind of our stress response. And that is that fight or flight response. And when you are in that fight or flight response, you're not resting and adjusting. And so, so often we are eating rushed. We are, so we're not actually producing stomach acid and we're not producing the, like the, what's required for us to digest our foods properly. And so that's part of it there. Like it's, it's so huge. Um, also when you are stressed out, like we see this on, when I do the hair tissue mineral analysis testing as well, um, often you like sodium is driven right up. Um, and just like, it's not because you're consuming sodium, but because you're just burning through it in your, like it's your adrenals and that can raise blood, blood pressure that can raise, um, so like sodium to potassium, for example, uh, when it's really high. So when you have, um, high sodium to potassium ratio, it's often because of stress, inflammation, um, anger, that sort of thing. And then we see, see water retention, edema, high blood pressure. And so all of these things, it's not just necessarily that I need to reduce my sodium in terms of the food I'm eating. It's like, I actually need to start to calm myself down and that's going to affect how the body's actually going to use the minerals as well. It's really, um, the other thing about minerals is that like, like I said, that, that it's not just, it doesn't just matter. Like for example, calcium, you might have high calcium, but is your calcium where it's supposed to be? Or is it, um, is it in like soft tissue or is it in the bones where it's supposed to be? So sometimes we see um, very high calcium on an HGMA test. So I do hair tissue mineral analysis assessments, which is, it sounds so crazy. It really does when I think, when I think about it, but it's so like, I've done so many now and it's just, so indicative of what our clients are, are working are struggling with like yeah. it just it's it shows so much and um you can have really high calcium but that doesn't necessarily mean that you have lots of calcium in your in your bones it just means that the calcium is being sometimes lost from your bones and being pushed into the hair so we look really at stories when it comes to minerals if that makes sense not just like oh that's high therefore we need to like eat less of this or it's really about looking at everything. And then the other part with minerals too, is when you have um, perhaps a deficiency in minerals, which we will often see um, if you're in a very depleted state, so long-term stress, we often see low calcium, low sodium, low magnesium, low potassium. Uh, but then we also sometimes see more of the toxic minerals or the toxic metals like cadmium and mercury and, and lead and things like that too. So there's all this, this balance. We never want things to be the high or low. We want them to be in a in a in a good balance in an optimum state. I've never thought of that as like viewing it as a story, essentially, like mm-hmm. a narrative. Because I've I've always thought of it like how you were describing, like, oh, if your magnesium's high, then it means this, or if it's low, it means this. That's how I would see it. And I'm also, you know, I do psychological testing too. And so I'm like, oh, if it falls in this range, it means this, or if it's high, it means this. So that's cool. It's more of a story rather than just labeling good or bad. It is exactly. And that's one thing too. One of the difference, again, going back to maybe what I do versus some conventional medicine or is really looking at, I don't treat just the the paper. I don't say, oh, this is like high. Therefore we're going to, I look at everything altogether. I look at 
like I said, the hormones, the minerals, the, um, the, the person's lifestyle also, and how they're feeling and their past history and their traumas, because all that's going to come into it. Um, but yeah, every, like I talked about the ratios too, and every, every ratio between the two, between two minerals kind of tells a bit of a story as well. For example, we look at calcium versus phosphorus, and that gives us an idea of what we call the metabolic rate and either fast or slow. And under like, you know, we always seem to want to have fast metabolisms, but the goal isn't fast. The goal is to be balanced between the two. We look at sodium potassium um, and the ratio between there. So I already mentioned like when sodium is really high, that's often because of inflammation, um, anger, stress, that sort of thing as well. Uh, we look at another a great example is um, calcium and potassium. So calcium and potassium, what we call is the thyroid ratio. And when you have too much calcium for the, the potassium levels and that imbalance, if you have like high calcium, low potassium, and it can actually make it so that your thyroid hormones, your active thyroid hormones are not able to act on the cells. So you might have blood work wise, you might have normal levels, but your those hormones aren't actually able to act where they're supposed to act because you don't have the right mineral balance. And I find that so, so fascinating because there's lots of people who, I mean, who are normal, but are still experiencing lots of symptoms and the conventional range for normal is actually quite large and does take into lots of people who are not really doing well or not optimal at all. Um, sodium magnesium, uh, gives us insight into our adrenals and where we're at there. Calcium magnesium gives us insight into our blood sugar levels. So how we're doing there. It's not a diagnostic test. It's not say, oh, you have high, you know, high calcium, low magnesium, therefore mm. you're diabetic by any means or anything like that. But it shows tendencies for certain things. And um, in my experience, it's pretty bang on with um, the story that my clients are presenting with. That's actually, that's so interesting. I'm just sitting here listening. I'm like, I like whenever I have my own private practice, I'd love to have like functional lab testing, mm -hmm. like alongside like the clinical interview and all the other stuff. Cause I just think they go hand in hand, right? It, it's not just physical. Like we were talking about earlier. It's not just mental. It's both. It's both. Absolutely. I a hundred percent agree. Like I, for example, I'm working, working with um, a young girl right now. And she has had like a lot of his, a big history of, of past trauma and lot has been seeing counselors and getting lots of um, amazing help. Like, and her mom is just like the best mom. <laughs> like she's Aww. so, so amazing and doing so much. Um, and we, then we have to look at everything else that's going on because like for someone like her, we need to start to support some of these minerals that are being depleted. Um, her actually, in this case, her, her blood sugar ratio was, was quite off and, Sure enough, she was eating a very high carb diet as lots of teenagers do. And, and that doesn't help your mental health either, because now you're dealing with the, the peaks and the valleys of blood sugar, which is also going to affect your, I mean, if in the, the best of times, if you have low blood sugar or high blood sugar, that's not going to make you feel good. So it's really looking at everything all together and giving ourselves a fighting chance to, to get better. Like, I think, I think all of it has to be, has to be in. And I, I wish that, you know, natural medicine and functional medicine and naturopaths and conventional doctors would could collaborate more because I think it would be from a health 
care perspective, we are actually looking at client care and healthcare, I think it would be amazing. Mm-hmm. I think we're really far from that. And there's lots of problems in, um, I'm in Canada and we have tons of problems with our healthcare system, but so does everyone else. Like it's just, and then after COVID now, I mean, I don't know how we have money for anything, honestly, because that costs so much. And so um, there's no blame of, of anything. It's just, it's just the reality. And I think for all of us, we got to take our health into our own hands and do the best that we can to take care of our own health and be advocates for ourselves and to learn the best we can and to really focus on a lot of the basic lifestyle pieces like blood sugar regulation and going to bed on time and managing stress and drinking your water and all of those things, moving your body regularly goes such a long way. Yeah. I would also imagine too, like, I mean, maybe, you know, like, I don't want to say the word diet because you're not on a diet, but just like the food you're eating and like knowing your lab results, if you got it done, like making sure they match up instead of eating like a really high dent, like you were saying, like the carb diet versus like high meat diet. Like I know everyone's not the same, but yeah, making sure like what you're eating is also helping with your mineral balance. Totally. And like you're right, not everyone's the same. I think the whole, like far, both ends of the spectrum can be pretty detrimental over time. Yeah. But um, yeah, everyone is different and trying to find out what works for you and then making sure that it also works for your lifestyle. Because for sometimes too, if you're feeling overwhelmed or stressed out, um, you don't have the capacity, the bandwidth to make big changes. You need these small little changes and and they can really make a big difference, a big difference in your life. Yeah. All right. So starting to wrap up here, um, I always ask one question uh, to all my guests. So if you could recommend one thing, either based off of what we talked about today or just anything in general for health and wellness to clients or people listening, uh, what would you say to them? Oh, so many things. I know. <laughs> I know. So many. We'll just do, but just do like these five things that counts as one. No, you know, I mean, there's lots of mindset pieces, but if I, if I can give a one practice that I find so helpful for talking again about minerals because digestion and, and the actual like absorption of the minerals is so important is to slow down when you eat. Oh, okay. Like it's so simple. But the practice, it, it's transformational. If you take five really good deep breaths before you eat, it puts you into that parasympathetic state, that rest and digest state. It gets you to appreciate your food, to notice your food. Um, often we're just like, if you have, if you struggle with emotional eating, which I work with a lot of my clients too, uh, you know, we're, we're not paying attention to the food. We're not enjoying the food. Taking those five breaths, it helps you just calm down and get more present because I know you, but you like, sometimes we eat our meals and then by the end of the meal, we still want something else because we kind of forgot that we were eating because we weren't paying attention. Mm-hmm. So I know me too, but it's so helpful to do that. And then, like I said, just getting in that parasympathetic um, state, that rest and adjust state, calm, um, so powerful, so powerful for digestion. So there's lots, I mean, there's tons of things, but that's one simple practice that can just be so huge. And also like the more we breathe like that, the more we're doing the breath work. And I mean, as you know, in, in your practice too, breath work is so transformational for changing your state. So when you do it, when you eat now, that's like maybe three times a day that you're practicing that. And that is so, so amazing. So yeah, that's one thing I would 
I would share. Thank you. Yeah, I I love that. It's almost like, especially eating the three times a day, like putting it in your routine, you're more likely to use it later. So thank you for that. I appreciate that. (laughs) All right. Well, um, I think that's all for today. So thank you so much for joining. It was so good to have you. Um, Thank you for being on. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. And if people wanted to work with you or find you, um, where could they locate you? I guess. Yeah. The best is my website, which is Tanya Shaw, T-A-N-J-A-S-H-A-W.com. I also have a podcast called The Fit and Vibrant You. And I talk a lot about this stuff, lots of mindset stuff there too on the podcast. Awesome. And um, if you guys are interested, uh, definitely follow her. I will also have all of her resources and all that stuff in the episode notes. So definitely go check that out. And thank you all for tuning in, listening. Um, This podcast is everywhere a podcast could be heard. So definitely uh, either go follow it or go listen to any of the previous episodes if you're interested um, or reach out to me on like my Gmail or DM me on Instagram if you want a session, know someone or you want to be a guest on the show. I'd love to have you all. So uh, thank you all so much. Talk to you all soon. Bye. Thank you.